G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Yeah, well, it's a uh, very special privilege to welcome into the show former uh, South Sydney Rabbitoh, former Manly Sea Eagle. He commentates for SEN across, across the ditch. He's a character. Uh, Mark Spud Carroll, and he joins us on the line. G'day, Spud. How you doing, mate? Uh, good morning, evening, afternoon. I don't know what time it is in New Zealand, but in Sydney, we've got uh, clear skies here, finally, no rain. Oh, beautiful, mate. We've only The sun's only just come out, comes out like once or twice in the winter, so good to hear that you've got plenty of it over there. Hey, what are you up to these days, Mark? You, you're coaching at the moment, are you? Are you doing some coaching? Uh, no, Kevin, I've, um, I've had a gym called Spuds, uh, nickname from when I played footy. I've been going for 17 years now. Uh, so I've, I've trained, it's like a studio in uh, the CBD of um, Sydney, and... I just, mate, I'm old school, mate. I'm 55 years of age. I still train like I'm trained with Des Hazza in the Manly days, and I just bash people and they keep coming back. <laughs> it's awesome. Like, I remember the uh, all the stories about Desi and yourself but, uh, back in those days, of bloody legends with your training and that. Um, mate, what do you think about South at the moment? How do you think they're going? South Sydney at the moment, well, they had a bit of a hiccup last week. I think... Um, you know, you got to congratulate the Cronulla Sharks for um, going the full 80 minutes. But uh, I think Latrell Mitchell going to the centre probably derailed their back line movement. Um, he's, his input from fullback is immense since his uh, return. So I think he's back there this week. And then well, I think we've only got four or five weeks to go, Kepi. So this is the time we've got to start building momentum and uh, cohesion. And the biggest thing about cohesion is that um, you get confidence. Yeah, and do you think that South are going to probably push for the four, mate, in that last five weeks? What, what are you thinking about the eight? Who do you think to, uh, are the top four? Top four, I don't know. It's, it's confusing every every week. Um, well, I think the Sharks are going to be right up there. They've got a dream run home. Um, then the Panthers, yeah, they're going to miss Cleary. But then again, no one's really said this, mate. He's going to have four weeks off to recover, recoup. Um, now he, he did play Origin it takes it out here he's going to be fresh for the daisy when he comes back and what I've seen last week against uh, St George and it's the second game I've seen live Kempi is um, the, the Cowboys mate, they're, here to, they're here to play uh, their defence last year was horrific they've now got I mean in the top two best defensive sides in the competition and if you want to win a comp um, if you get your defence right your attack comes and they've certainly got that all covered yeah, no, they go, they're going really well. Old Toddy Payton's got them firing up there, uh, the Cowboys. Mate, and, and have you have you taken a look at our boys, the Warriors, this year? You know, like they've struggled along. They've, they've been away for three years from the country and, and finally got a couple of games under their belt. They got a bit of a bit of a tonkin last week against Melbourne, up against your old boys, South, this week. What do you think about the Warriors this year? Well, firstly, to your listeners out there, the Warriors should be commended. And also, the word commended for what they did to our game. That being your game, our game. Without the uh, without the Warriors, the rugby league would have died due to COVID. So I'm I'm always full praise for them. Um, I, I just wish they, the the teams they'd be probably a bit looked after with lone players. I, they're certainly missing uh, stock in in play there. But uh, I think a new coach, new ideas. Um, I, I still remember going over there and playing Kempi. Um, you left with bruises, double the days, 
where you went and played the Auckland Warriors and it hurt to get tackled by those guys. Not just tackled, but also when they used to run. Oh, my God, they like concrete. And uh, I just think next year their, their goal is to turn their home ground into a, into a stadium where it's like a fortress and, and, scared, and teams get scared to go and play them. Yeah. Let's hope, let's hope they can let's hope they can do that, Spud. Hey, wh- what about the season so far, mate? Like Origin, you played plenty of that and 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 played well too. What did what did you make of that Origin series this year, especially that third game uh, where Queensland just sort of dug in and got the job done against all odds? Yeah, they certainly did. Um, I just think uh, you know, the sides were picked wrong in the first game. Now, I know Freddie's a, uh, a a guy who picks on form, so there was a great couple of guys there who were sort of bit on the edge. But then again, there were some players there. Who bleeds blue, and I'm talking about Jake Javoyevich. He's a master. He's a major piece of their jigsaw, as you can see with the Manly side. When he's missing, uh, win games. Um, he comes back and they win the second game, and then he ends up getting bloody COVID. So that stuff stuff the chance to near some holes up. But you've got to commend the way Queensland play. They play the 80th minute. Um, they are so passionate. Are they a bit more passionate than us? I don't think so. But on their day, mate, they just click, don't they? they can find players with no form at all. E.G. Gagai. He was ordinary for the Newcastle Knights, and he has been since coming back. But he's been one, he was one of the best players in Origin. Yeah, no, they, they did. They sort of found a little bit of another gear, Queensland, there in that last game. And uh, we down here in New Zealand love, the, love obviously, watching the Origin. and thought that um, most of those Queensland boys dug deep to get that third one. Mate, you you had a, a big run in, you know, in your days with Paul Harrigan. You see... A lot of that stuff now that's happening with the concussion and the we had a couple of players we had Clary yeah. Clary sent off last week we had uh, that tackle on um, Joseph Tarpanier as well. What's your take yeah. on on those uh, those tackles at the moment and where the judiciary's at, Spud? Uh, well, thank God, HIA wasn't around when we were coming through Kempe, mate. You just wobble these days; they take you off. Um, the days of the, the collisions right with Paul Harrigan. Um, they formed a legacy. It's uh, quite incredible. People still bring me up about that 95 collision. Uh, if any of your listeners have ever seen that, put in Mark Elvis or Harrigan, your eyes would be like buttons. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I look at that camp and I'm going, how the hell will I get off the ground? But you know, I was more worried about my dad jumping the fence and kicking me up the backside. You know? <laughs> That's how it was. But um, the, the tackles these days, um, you can't put your hand between the legs. The shoulder charge for me, mate, is... Um, I still think you should be able to hit someone shoulder to shoulder as hard as you can. But if you hit someone in the chin slash head area slash neck, it should be at least a minimum five weeks. Don't this slap, oh, mate, going to give you a week off and, and $1,500. Mate, what's $1,500 or Blake is on 800 It's not enough money. It's not enough determinant. Because but also, my main thing is with the, the hip drop one with Joe Callion, it needs to make a precedent and say anyone does this, it's minimum eight weeks. That was horrific. Buddy Hastings is out now for the year. He nearly bent his, his foot backwards the other way. But no one goes out there intentionally to go and hurt any player. But sometimes things happen, but you must pay for your consequences. Yeah, that's exactly right. A, a big uh, a big talking point at the moment is Nelson Osefa-Solomon. I don't know if you saw that here last week in the Warriors. Yeah. He, he led with the elbow. There seemed to be an intent there. Um, young Wade Egan has to go and get a couple of teeth fixed. Have you have you thought that maybe like that point you just made there? Like you don't even need to get them to just judiciary; just give them five weeks straight away. Is that like a reality, or or do we take the judiciary, I guess, too far down that legal avenue and think too much about 
intent as opposed to just saying anywhere near the head, you're out? Well, if you look at the game last week, um, Hargrave tried to be a tough bloke with a uh, young Fortman under his uh, elbow. Mate, you can, when we'll come through, mate, you hurt people with your shoulders. You don't worry about raising elbows or, or elbow uh, press. But the thing is with um, um, that, uh, the, the big Nelson, mate, that came down with force. It, that, that was impact, mate. We're talking about a bloke who's 125 kilo. No wonder he lost bloody teeth. And he, he got nothing. Did he get a fine? He didn't get a bloody fine. But, Kemi, mate, as I said, these fines are 1500 1800 Mate, hit someone with a 10 grand fine, I guarantee you, they'll stop doing it. Yeah. No, I, look, I totally agree with you, Mark. I think that needs to be uh, sorted out. What about, just uh, finally before I let you go, what about the referees, mate, and the errors that can creep in, especially this time of the year. Do you think we still need to work on these areas like the referees, the, the sideline referees, and also the bunker? Well, I heard want to be a referee. Like, I, I think we should give them a bit of uh, credence and say, well done for what they do, because I think that's one of the hardest games to do. But they've got the uh, the bunker. I blame the bunker. The bunker makes these silly decisions. That the referee only sees it once. And you know how fast the game is, mate. They see it once, and if they can't make a decision, they then put the square up and say, we'll go to the bunker. The bunker has multiple and multiple cameras from every angle, and they still make mistakes. Like, even sometimes I think they make their eyes are painted on. I really do. It's that some of the NCAA, you look at the West Tigers when I lost that game. Will it, will it get them into the comp to win the comp, make it in the top eight? No, but it's just on precedent, but I'm hoping they don't go down the tree and take them to the. Uh, the legal uh, fraternity regards that two points, but it was a, it was a mistake. But wish you know you know I wish they come out, Kimmy. Yeah. They just come out and say, not not bloody honestly, get the get the referee to come out and say, sorry guys, I made a mistake. Okay, you feel better when you do that. Yeah, that's exactly right. I think well, the players have to do it, the coaches have to do it. Why don't the referees do it? Hey. Spud, just one last yeah. thing. One last thing. I don't know if anyone's ever asked you this, but everyone knows about the Paul Harrigan, Mark uh, Carroll collisions and, and the Newcastle Manly days when you boys used to just, you know, you used to sit there and watch you two do that and go, my, my God, I thank God I'm not running around the front row. But who was the Kiwi um, that you came up against that sort of brought that same type of, uh, I guess, that, that dual uh, capacity that Harrigan used to bring against you? Who was the Kiwi that you used to always front up against? Well, that's a, that's a great question. I've had too many blacks to think of any of the Kiwi names, but I remember back in '95 um, World Cup over in England, um, and thank God Richie hit the post with a field goal. But the um, thing about when you play any New Zealand team, and we're talking about the uh, New Zealand fantastic test side, mate, you were sore for three days, not two, three days. You had bruises on your body. Um, so I've got to nominate the whole pack. It was it was one of these games. I, I still look at back in my career, um, back in '95. I ended up playing three tests um, in Sydney, Brisbane, and back to Sydney. That was the three hardest tests I've ever played to top it off for the World Cup. Yeah, well, that's awesome. I remember that World Cup so that's game. What, as I'm saying to your listeners out there, Kemi, I want to see the Warriors back to a brutal force. But when you go over there and play on your home on your home ground, and you've got that fantastic crowd. And you've got the drums and you've got the noises that they're scared getting on a plane coming to play you guys. So you guys have got to go and get a couple of guys. I don't know who they're going to be, but there's, there's players out there that will bleed your colours and, and play for your, for your badge and put New Zealand on the map where they should be because, mate, they deserve to be, mate. They are one hell of a side when they're 110%. 
Yeah, here, here, Mark. Hey, thanks for joining us today on Running It Straight. Um, go well, mate. Hope you hope you're still smashing them in the gym this afternoon. Give them give them a bit of spud, Carol, for me, okay? Nice, uh, nice chat. Well, you got me pumped up. Any any listeners come out, come and see me at seventy two Crowd Street called Spud's Gym, and come and say hi anytime. But mate, you got me pumped up for the other. See you, there you go. See you, boy. Here's some tips for maintaining your Trex deck. Um, occasionally wash it with some soapy water or a pressure cleaner. Trex composite decking is low maintenance and won't fade, splinter or warp. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.